What's up, guys? Welcome back to Life as a NARP with your host, Tanner Klein. I'm here sitting with my good buddy, uh, long friend, Darius Thompson. How are you doing, my man? Tanner, I'm good. How are you doing? Good to see you, man. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure. So uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get into it. Um, tell, like, tell all the listeners a little bit about yourself, You know, who you are, where you're from, that type of deal. My name is Darius Thompson. I'm 23 years of age. I'm from Grayson, Georgia. I um, currently live in Atlanta, Georgia, and yeah, I mean, what else would you like to know? Tim? <laughs> you know? No, that's a perfect that's a perfect description right there. Uh, so you're from Grayson, what um what, what what sports did you play when you grew up, or you know when you were younger? Growing up, I was playing uh, football and a little bit of basketball, stuff like that. Okay, um, what what was your like passion when you were that young? Oh, football for football. sure. Football. Yeah. What did you play? Like what position? I played linebacker, tight end, a little bit of running back, some D line stuff like that. Just played a little bit all around. It was fun. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. And you said you said you did play basketball. What what position in basketball? I think it was a power forward. A power forward. Yeah, that was the young, um, GAA days. You know. <laughs> how, how many years did you stick with each? Do you um, remember? Basketball probably. Four or five years, probably. Football, eight, nine years, I eight, think. Eight, nine years. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I've known you play football for forever. And then you uh, you eventually got into lacrosse. When did you get into lacrosse? I got into lacrosse in middle school because I had friends who played. And growing up, I had a stick and I had gloves. You know, I had a few pieces of equipment and... Yeah. Yeah, I was growing up, I was throwing, and I kind of had stick skills, and I didn't really understand the game or anything, but I was really interested in it, I think, in middle school. You had, like, a bunch of neighbors, too, in your neighborhood that played lacrosse as well, didn't you? So that kind of, like, I guess made it easier, created a pathway somewhere, or, you know, an introduction for you to be able to get into the sport. Definitely. It was a huge influence on it. Yeah, I, like I could say that. And that's about the time that we kind of, I guess, met each other, you know, through passing the halls in middle school before our school district had split for high school but are you know they split in middle school but yeah still yeah met each other through then and i don't know like i feel like we just like like occasionally crossed paths and stuff i hung out with a bunch of mutual friends like right mitch occasionally i remember uh me and chris at a younger age as well and uh, a couple more friends that aren't really coming to mind right now but so we've been we've been bowling for a long time right so uh so you did you play lacrosse all four years in high school? No, I played junior and senior year of okay. high school, and I played one summer of, I guess, a pickup or mm-hmm. what was it like called? Travel. Um, no, not the even club. travel. It was um, you know, like the local like pull up and play kind of. Oh, okay. At Briscoe Park. No, we played it in Alpharetta. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that was like then the sophomore year, going into junior year. Okay. You know? So, but uh, did you play like? club teams or anything before that or no I was going to play in the eighth grade and I decided not to play because I got hit in the face and it made me not want to play anymore but you had to change your heart <laughs> yeah you know things happen yeah I ended up <laughs> your first it, obstacle <laughs> yeah it came full circle you know? yeah and then I wish I did play though you guys were actually pretty good uh, at Grayson in high school I remember playing you guys and I thought it was going to be a lot closer than 
what what the outcome of the game was. I remember at halftime you guys sprinting up the hill because because you guys weren't beating us by enough. And uh, I think even after the game, you guys had to do a couple more uh, sprints or like down and backs or something when we played y'all. But you guys made it to the first round of playoffs uh, senior year of high school, right? Right. Yeah, and you played Centennial, and we won't really go into that. Yeah, we won't. Yeah, <laughs> we won't speak on that too much. And then uh, how did you – so we both went to Columbus State. Right. Um, and how did you, you know, make that decision to go to Columbus State? Well – Senior year, I was looking at schools I wanted to go to, and I really wanted to play, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to – the schools that were talking to me about playing, you know, um, NCAA, mm-hmm. they were – I didn't really like the schools, and I didn't think I would want to be there. You know, the the Piedmonts and the – like, just the really small schools of Georgia. Yeah. and Shorter. Shorter. In shorter, yeah. they were they had given all their scholarships to the Canadian <laughs> kids who were ineligible. Yeah, and I didn't want to take twelve k yeah. a semester out on loans. So yeah, and um, you and Chase and I knew y'all well, and Kyle Martin and Chris wanted to go. Yeah, and I thought it was the right move at the time. It was a good move for sure. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, I definitely thought the same thing. There's already that connection, you know, with some people that, I don't know, I just felt like would make it easier going down there. Having, right. You know I mean? Somebody you're somewhat comfortable with. I mean, we all knew each other pretty well, so I think it was definitely easier for us uh, than maybe some other people that were from, like, you know, a couple different schools here and there throughout the state. But uh, we had a great time down there. I mean. We did. Uh, I mean, just for the, while well, the time you were down there, you weren't down there too long, and I don't blame you whatsoever. But, uh we did have a great time, and uh, what like what what was, what was your outtake on, or what was your take on, or your outlook? I was saying, what was your outlook, or what was your take on freshman year? Freshman year, I made a lot of good friends that I still talk to today, and I feel like I learned a lot about myself. You know what I can handle, what I can't handle well, and um. Yeah, that's a huge. Well, it's a huge change going from like high school, right, to college. Like it's a huge responsibility increase. Um, you know, just like I mean, I don't. I've I had like a little bit of a taste of freedom being down here on my own when my mom moved up to New York. So I had like a little bit of you know taste of freedom, like you know personal freedom, whatever. You know, not right. being underneath somebody. But a lot of people don't really experience that until they go to college, and so that's kind of like. A reality shock, to be honest. Like some people handle it well, like we did, and some people don't handle it well. Um, you know, and you know things changing. Uh, you know, they don't, I guess, execute or go, you know, follow through with college as well as I think they may have anticipated. But it's definitely, I think that was probably like the biggest obstacle. The first obstacle I had, like faced was like the responsibility. Like you don't, you don't have to go to class. You don't have to do homework. You don't have to do anything. Like no one's forcing you to do it. Really? But you, if you don't do it, you're not going to last long whatsoever. So would right. you say that was like the first, uh, big obstacle or uh, challenge you faced? I think partially you're yeah. right. You know, the responsibility of trying to be disciplined of going to sleep early when you have class and doing homework and just staying on top of things that, you are not 
being told every day anymore like you were before, you know? Yeah. I feel like that was part of it. And also, I think I struggled with being away from certain people, things. Yeah. Like, like that, family you know, members or some other people. Family, friends, things like that. Yeah. And I'm just happy I met the people yeah. I did down there that made it. Yeah, that definitely, yeah, it made it easier. And I agree. I think, like, and that's like, I think missing some people and when you're, when you're alone or like, you know, you're away and you're on your own, you kind of, um, you know, get to know, like you said before, it's kind of like you get to know yourself a lot better. You get to find out who you really are as a person, which you don't really think, which you don't really think about when you're younger. You know what I mean? Like, right. You just kind of act. You don't really like actually think of like who I am. Why do I do what I do? What do I like to do? What I don't like to do type deal. And I think when, when you're on your own, you're pretty much put in that first situation of being a grown up. You kind of get that first taste of like figuring out who you are and it's not easy it's really not easy to figure out who you are you know what i mean right um you know and i think that's another challenge as well um like you said you've you you kind of went through that a little bit too freshman year and what do you like what did you realize about yourself i realized what i wanted for myself and what situations i could put myself in and what the, what situations i couldn't mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think. Speak up a little bit. I think it was. It was just definitely a, a learning experience yeah. for sure. Is that do you think that had like, kind of a, impact on why you didn't stay at Columbus State after freshman year? Definitely. Yeah. And. I wish I did at least one more year. You know. Yeah. Because, I mean. Yeah. Go ahead. I feel like. A problem that can happen is you can get focused on things that are temporary and in the moment and I feel like there were a lot of people that were just for the moment a lot of things I thought I you know how you you grow as a person mm-hmm. you know things that entertain me back then don't entertain me anymore you know you lose paths with people and things and I feel like I kind of left for I guess, momentary kind of, I guess, fun, you know? Yeah. And, I don't know, I feel like I missed out on good bonds and friendships. I made, Yeah, I mean, you still were, I don't think we, I don't think that uh, really affected our relationship or anything too much, you know what I mean? Like, Not at all. And even, like, with other guys on the team, because you still came down a lot, or whenever Chris and I would make the trips up to Gwinnett, you know, we'd all still hang out, you know? It, it really didn't. It really wasn't like you weren't there too much, you know what I mean? Like, of course, yeah. We, we were still that close, so that definitely, I think that maybe, I mean, I think hindsight, hindsight, you would, you know, you're like, I wish I stayed, but at the same time, it's not like it affected too many things with like the the solid substances that really mattered, you know what I mean? Like the friendships, like the really close bonds that you had made earlier. I think I have a fight or flight mentality, and I always flight, yeah. you know, and... I shouldn't have ran from that. I should have just tackled it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And but like you, when things are muffled or not, I don't want to say things don't go my way because it's not always like that. But whenever I feel like I'm not in a good situation, I never try to stick it out. I always just, I always just bail. Yeah. Know? I so, think I should have just finished that one. Yeah. And then you, what, you transferred to Georgia Perimeter? Georgia State. Georgia State. Okay. Yeah. And then Georgia Perimeter. Or did you not even go to Georgia Perimeter? I had gone to Perimeter for a summer. Okay. And then they were like, 
hey, we're about to merge with State. They were like, you just okay. want, yeah. They, I got you. So that makes sense. And you ended up finishing. So what was your degree in? Um, marketing and um, I guess it was just marketing. Marketing, mm-hmm. okay. Communication. Yeah. So yeah. let me get uh, I kind of want to get into, you know, get into some other things, uh, some more like influential factors. Uh, and I, like, this is going to be out through your whole life. These questions that I'm going to ask is going to be, you know, right. throughout your whole It doesn't have to be now that you're grown up and older, you know, above 18 or anything above 21. It has nothing to do with that. Um, but it's like various questions that I've heard other people want to hear, um, you know, certain NARPs responses. So what, um, what are some things as an athlete that you've learned that help you in your like everyday life or in like the job field? What are some things that you learned? You get out of it what you put in. I think that when you put in a lot of effort, you put in a lot of time and attention to something, the output is always good and Mm -hmm. it's the same in the, in work, you know, you put in, you put in the work and you put in the attention and the patience into it, you get good results. Yeah. And I think like, uh, I think a good comparison is like your coach is very comparable to your boss. So right. when you're, when you're playing and you put in all that time and work, you're lifting weights, you're doing stuff outside where you're, you know, bettering yourself either, even mentally, physically, whatever. Um, and then, you know, coaches put you in, you know, challenging situations during a game, whether it's a man up, man down situation, or it's, um, you know, let, you were down by a goal with like less than a minute left and we got to press out and get the, you know, strip the ball to get possession of it, you know, things like that. that right. Coaches see that work, then they trust with you to, you know, execute certain things in the game and that they translate it over to work where you put in the effort inside and outside, your, your managers, your bosses, whoever notice it. And they kind of can rely on you more or they, you know, they can trust your work that you're going to put in without having to overlook it consistently. And, you know, they, they know that they're, they're going to get quality results every time when they go to you. You know right. what I mean? Trusted. So, I think, yeah, what you put in is definitely what you get out. Um, right. So when it comes to coaches, what, um, what are like some quality and traits, whether they're good or bad, have kind of, I guess molded you into a better person like like if there's been a even if you've had a bad coach what have you noticed from that that you're like i know you know i take this out of that situation i think whenever i've had i've had a lot of good coaches you know growing up and people who were very just good people you know just i think what you can get from them and You can get tough love from them. You get consistency in how they operate as a person. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, who who would you say was the most influential coach you had in football, basketball, lacrosse, whatever you played? Who would you say was the most influential coach you had? Well, lacrosse, I would say Coach Fryer. He was my defensive coach at Grayson, mm-hmm. and he taught me a lot. And he taught me a lot. He he rode my ass. He is that where you is that the coach where you saw the biggest growth within yourself when he was around? For sure. Yeah. In a short amount of time too. Yeah. And he was very consistent in how he would 
operate things and he would never it was never irrational or it was never irrational or out of spite or things like that it was just how he he was very consistent as a coach and mm-hmm. did he have like a good i guess positive reward i guess um i feel like the reward you, was the output of you know and, like did you get i mean i, I know sometimes players look for recognition uh, or um, I mean, recognition, or they look for like certain, I guess, rewards for you know the work they put in. Was he right. like, was he uh, a great coach that uh, I guess present you know had these like quali- where he you know did he give good like output to you like whenever you guys did something great was he like consistently like telling you great job like keep it up or was he like good but still he like you guys need to do this like what. That yeah, he was definitely a. He'll let you know you did good, but he'll let you know you could have done better. You were kind of chasing perfection with him, mm-hmm. and he was a. He was a dude who was from upstate New York. Went played D two up there and came down here with his wife and was coaching in the community. He was a good coach and learned a lot. He learned a lot. Learned how to be mentally tough because I played through an injury or two with him, and yeah, I, years. I think. Well, as a as a coach myself, I think I, I have a higher appreciation level for the athletes that what like I guess I I'm very similar to Coach Fryer where you know I point out the the positives in a situation like you guys did a great job doing this. But you guys should have, like, in this situation, you should have done this, this, and this. So keep that in mind next time. Do what you did before, but keep that in mind next time you're going through, you know, whatever uh, situation is during a game. Keep that in mind. That way you get, you get, you know, I guess a better outcome. Not that the first outcome wasn't, you know, I guess good enough. But I, I have a higher appreciation for those players that, that feed into that they want to chase that perfection like you said like they're like right. I knew I did this great because I could I knew I when you have those you know players at a different level they know when they did something good right and then you when you point out the things that they were like iffy about they kind of chase that and you know and they know how to like grow and that's why I have a high appreciation whereas I I still enjoy the players that like get mad when you say the buts because they're thinking that you're just like nitpicking at them it's like right. no I just want you to be better because I know your potential and so I think it's easier to coach, or not easier to coach, but I think it's, uh, it makes it, I guess, more, you know, more. I, I guess I get more joy out of coaching the kids that are chasing that perfection just because they're the, the true competitors, I feel like. But everyone's different, so I don't want to say that the other people aren't true competitors, you know what I mean? And I, Yeah, and every kid is different. I feel like when I was coaching, I learned, I, um, I use what I learned on how to, when you're practicing, you keep a certain level of intensity and focus and you do it right, you do it light, yeah. like get it done the first time, do it right, keep a certain level of intensity and um, get out of there. And yeah. But when the kids don't like to do that and you have to, you kind of have to mold them to. Yeah. I think that's a, a, a difference with, you know, the younger generation that's coming up now because they we never we never had those participate participation 
participation trophies. You know what I mean? Like, right. we, you know, if you lost, you lost. And your coach is like, hey, like, we had some good games. We had some bad games. We're gonna Next tournament, we're going to go out there. We're going to fix things beforehand. And we're going to go out and we're going to dominate. Whereas, like, people now, or coaches now, or, um, you know, athletes now, they just, it's kind of like a fun thing. In which I don't want to take away from that, but, because it is fun. And it should be about having fun. But I think that's where it separates the true competitors from the people that are just trying to fill time. Right. Or, you know, do something with their life. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? I don't want to take away from those players that are just looking for, um, you know, the positive rewards in a game, like I was mentioning before. I don't want to take anything away from them because they are, they can be good competitors. But um, I think when you have, when you see somebody that wants to eat, they want to grind, they want to get better, they want to better themselves, it, you know, I guess personally, you get a, a more you know joyful fulfillment out of it. So, and that's kind of a I feel like that's partially can be a cultural issue for lacrosse. I feel like in Gwinnett or kind of Metro Atlanta in general, is you have kids who some of them they want a certain level of discipline and intensity with lacrosse and well, not even them, but their parents too. Right. Yeah. They, and then. They want results from things, and there are a lot of kids, like you said, who just want to feel time. They just want to be a part of something. Yeah, they don't really care to put the work or the effort into it. And yeah, yeah. and I've definitely seen a big, uh, I guess, layover from parents to their kids. Like the parents that go out there, and they're like, the parents that come up to you and ask, you know, how are things going? Have you seen progress in this? Right. This, you know, that. How can you know? how can Johnny get better in this area? Or like, where do you think he needs to grow and how do you, how can he do it? Whereas other, you know, other parents are like, thank you so much for coaching. Like, you know, and like, they don't really like want to get too deep into the sport in which I don't mind whatsoever. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have a bias either way. Cause like these parents are all great to me. I've never really had like a, a true experience where parents really complain to me that well or that much. But, um, I, I see a direct correlation with, how a parent acts to how a kid acts, you know what I mean? Right. So some parents are a lot more involved. I feel like some are the same way. We just want you to be a part of something, you know, you yeah. can go, you can't, you can do what you want, you can't. And but a lot of people want their kids to learn something from it. There's a lot from there's a lot to learn from being a part of a team and yeah. Being coached and things like that. Cause it really helps you grow as like um you know, man or female, who you know, whoever's right. playing sport, like you grow and you mature in different ways than people who aren't necessarily, you know, in those sports because you get a different, uh, I think, edge from the competition that you kind of like learn things differently and you kind of uh, apply those to your life when you're done with them, you know? There's definitely a lot of qualities to be learned from yeah. being a part of it. Yeah, team. like I highly suggest, like if, you know, if you're ever questioned about joining a sports, like I, even if you're not, if you're not comfortable doing it or you're like scared because you're new, I say just do it because not only the friendships that you create, but also the things that you, the qualities that you learn that help you mature and grow, you know, are very useful in life. And they definitely um, add value to like, you know, joining a sport. I can't agree more. So, um, let's see. What would you say, looking back on your whole athletic career as you're a NARP now, what would you say is like the single game? that stands out the most or like you cherish the most um when you look back like what's like the top you know the game that stands out the most 
The one that stands out the most to me is, I think, when freshman year we went to Alabama. I think oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. That, yeah, at CSU, that was awesome. Because like, we... um. What, do you have 18 kids? 18, and probably two of them were already hurt, <laughs> you know? And we we didn't have the most experienced team or the biggest team, and we went in there and beat some hungover kids, you know? Was, we tied them, but yeah, we felt like we beat them. Hey, that was a dub to me. I'll take that <laughs> yeah, as a I'll dub. Well, we so we drive, what, like almost four hours? Far as hell. To Alabama. We get off the bus. We got to walk like a quarter mile to the field. <laughs> In the like 89, 90 degree weather, Ooh. humid, you know, at 12 o'clock noon, you know what I mean? It, so anyway, it's already just not looking good. We get to the field and we just look on the other side of the bench. They got like a 40 man roster <laughs> and we got, we got 18 kids that just came off a shuttle bus. Like, yeah. Uh, and so I just, yeah, I, I remember just all like the butterflies that I had before the game, you know, we're doing like long passes and we're doing like footwork stuff. And I remember V almost just like exhausted us in the in the warm-up so we had to like yeah. tell him to cool out or chill out because we needed to you know save most of our energy and that was like about i think we surprised them to be honest i don't think they were ready for what what you know the level of competition that we showed up with to be honest i was also very surprised i think i was really i was impressed and i thought we had come kind of far in the past few weeks because we had only been together a few weeks it was what or mid-September, probably. Yeah. And we had kids who, you know, didn't really have the fundamentals, yeah. you know? I feel, like, I feel like a few of us did for the most part, and a lot of them learned very quickly. Yeah. It, well, and, yeah. I mean, this was the first time, the first game, where I think I think we all had that mentality where it's like, it's time to, like, shit or get off the pot type deal, where it's like, it's time to nut up or shut up. Like, you, yeah. you can go out there and you're going to ball or you're going to, you know, we, we can take the L and just right back home sore losers and i think that we all we, i think this team was probably one of the one of the i don't even know what where i'm like, but like we had the most heart on this team i've out of any teams i think i've ever played on the te- the freshman year team had so much heart you know what i mean and i think that carried us a long way i think we did and i think we were a close team and you know things weren't always perfect but we figured it out i think we stuck together really and that was that stood out to me the most because even with when we got there, I recognized a lot of those kids from travel ball. You know, they were on the I think they were called like Bamalax or something. Yeah, team. yeah. And, and you guys, and you well, you play travel ball a little bit, right? Right. And so you guys have you knew you like you knew of that Bamalax team and yeah, and they yeah, were they good. were good. Yeah. And we were we were a good travel team, but this was a team we were beaten by three or four goals. It was it wasn't a blowout like we were beating them, but it wasn't by a lot and. When we pulled up, not with when we pulled up with sixteen kids and yeah, I just I didn't expect it to go like that. I was I'm pretty really sure happy they I'm pretty sure they laughed when they saw us getting off that shuttle bus too. Like yeah, there's they're like there's a team that show up on a shuttle bus rather than like a <laughs> charter bus. <laughs> yeah, that was that was yeah that was rough. I do remember that. <laughs> I remember we were cramping up on the way back from that one. Oh yeah, Tiger Bomb saved. <laughs> yeah, I came in clutch with the Tiger Bomb. <laughs> and, and those kids, you know, they had probably about 20 more kids than we did that day. But when we played them again that spring, <laughs> they they brought about three charter buses worth of kids that spring to come play us. Yeah, right. And a lot of the kids that didn't play the first time we played them because they were rushing fraternities showed up 
in the spring. <laughs> and they were the kids that <laughs> they were they were filthy. They were nasty. And you you guys know I talked about Bama Lex. You know, they were a good team and a lot of them were there in the fall, but there were kids from some northern schools and yeah. midwestern schools that were also there in the spring that yeah. they were the kids that were good at lacrosse, wanted to party. And they kind of want to play lacrosse still. Exactly. And so they got the best of both worlds of playing at Bama and missing that fall when we had played them. And I think maybe, I don't know, I don't want to say that we were necessarily cocky, but I think we were definitely confident when we went into that game. <laughs> and we, I don't think we were. I think we had been running on that field with mud for weeks <laughs> and we had, we had just, we had gone through it before that game in those last few weeks. And I think. We were just ready to play someone that wasn't each other on a yeah. decent field, you know? I think. True. And I also have a game for you that haunts me the most. That haunts you the most. Yeah. What is that? Like, you know, you ever hear NBA players talk about, they're like, oh, yeah, I have rings, but, like, that one ring I lost is always the worst. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any rings, nor am I, like, an <laughs> NBA player or anything. But there is an L I always, like, it's in the back of my head whenever I do think about lacrosse, and it is. Peachtree Ridge, my senior year of high school. Oh, really? Yeah, because this will be good because a lot of Summer's friends play lacrosse at Peachtree Ridge. So, oh God, um, they had a really good attack man, and I was I was holding them to one. I think he had one, and it's because I slid off of him. Mm-hmm. And we were up by a couple, and we had good momentum, and. They started calling goals back. They called a goal or two back of ours, and they, our Fogo just went cold, and mm. they started going right down the middle, walking it down on us, and they won that game, and that changed a lot of how we got placed in the playoffs, <laughs> and we had to play Centennial the first so. game, and mm. it haunts me because it's one of the best games I've ever played, and... It hurt our seeding or ranking, mm-hmm. and we were up by two or three, and we should have closed that one out. That's yeah. why it just like yeah yeah that's so yeah when you start feeling the ball just bounce the other way, things going the opposite way, whether it's ref calls or like just you know I guess I, I'm gonna say coincidental passes and you know things just like the way it plays out. Uh, yeah, I guess coincidental plays. And you just, yeah, and you kind of feel the momentum shifting. That's what, yeah, that's the worst. But that's that's the crazy thing about the cross. It's just like it's definitely very much like basketball, where momentum can shift like that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, a couple threes and it's a different game. Yeah. You know? All right, so I guess I'll do. I, I got one more question for you. Okay. So after after you stop playing the cross. Um, or even football, basketball, when you stopped playing those, and then, you know, when when your athletic career was over. Right. What was the biggest reality check that you realized when you, you know, when you kind of had that, when you sat down and thought to yourself, like, I'm no longer really going to play sports at a, like, a serious competitive level. What was the biggest reality check? Like, was it, like identification you know some people like all they're known for is a certain sport yeah and so when they when they're done with that sport they kind of lose their self of or lose their identification or was it like scheduling because everything's pretty pretty much regimented like what was the biggest reality check 
that you that you think do you mean okay okay I, I know what you mean you mean like what when did I realize hey like that's done yeah oh um like where you sitting at work and you're just like you had a couple like the skill sets skill sets that you've like you know I guess based your whole life on front you know growing up playing sports did you have to change those dude um I think it was 2017 I got into like I was bored I don't know I was I had a lot of free time and I I got into crazy shape and I was like why did I stop like why like you know what I mean yeah and I think that's when maybe I was like dang like it's really over like I just took it for for granted almost like I know what you mean because like I'll, I there's times where like I feel like I I've been in better shape when I'm done than I was before. Uh, maybe it's just different. Shape. Maybe it's just like strength. You know what I mean? That I feel like I got stronger after. It's like man, I feel like I could have done you know play better then or. Yeah, I think um I and I came and we played that, two a.m. game. Oh my yeah, shootout for soldiers. Yeah, and I hadn't played in like a year and a half, and I did really well that night. Of course, it was a. It was just a knock around game, but I surprised myself with like certain things I was doing and Yeah. I think you threw me like a cross field clear and I like threw it back and like we were going we were just it was fun. It was fun to play and I think I was like dang like We've always clicked when we're when we're on the field together. Right. We got we I think we got so acquainted with playing with each other that we knew each other's tendencies. We knew when to you know how to react with their various uh, situations and games. Whether I knew I knew you were about to run a field and about <laughs> to make somebody lose their ankles or, <laughs> or drop their jock strap on on the fifty yard line, something. <laughs> and I knew like times to set back, or I knew times when to like step up and you know and get open for a pass. But we definitely were very we were great. I think we were great teammates. Like we were. That night was an odd night because. We were all playing together, and it felt like it was muscle memory. You yeah, know, like it's just like hopping on that bike again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. It was just it was fun. I think that's when I even thought about playing after that. You know, Kimmy was like, "Let's go to shorter kids that were at oh, yeah. what's that school? Uh, the one that Kylon and all them went to. Oh, Emmanuel. Yeah, they were like, "Yo, come play here." And yeah, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about playing football too again. I was just like, "What's going on?" <laughs> like, because I had just gone like, I had just been doing online school and working and stuff. And then like, I kind of dabbled back into that stuff again. I was like, "Wow," you know, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, took it for granted. Some final, you know, influential words or remarks. What like, do you have any? Uh, any closing remarks, you know, people that are listening that may be going through hard things, uh, in that, you know, the athletic world or in the NARP life? If you are playing a sport right now, no matter if you have the opportunity to advance it and go professional or not, make sure you have some type of fallback or career, any type of source of income or just make sure you have good opportunity in line for life as an art. The, the afterlife. <laughs> the afterlife. The... Yeah. I think a big thing that we kind of, well, I don't say I don't want to say harped on, but um, what you put in is what you get out. 
Right. And so if you keep that main, that same mentality of what you put in, what you get out. So if you work hard, good things will come. If you keep that same mentality when it comes to the work life or just life in general, even outside of you know the job field, if you keep that same mentality, good things are going to come your way. There's a lot of positive that comes out of negative. You have to take from something and learn from it and grow from it. And Absolutely. You always have to find some type of positive and negative or in any type of tragedy or problem. And yeah. Stay positive. Stay enthused. Learn as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Be great. Listen to Tanner's podcast, <laughs> Life as an Art, Episode 4. Thanks for having me, Tanner. Appreciate it, Darius.